Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the FT Money Show from Investors Chronicle and FT Money. And welcome to the FT Money Show. I'm Matthew Vincent, editor of Investors Chronicle, bringing you the financial lowdown in downloadable form every week. And this week, I'm actually bringing it to you from pitch side at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea's stadium, because this is where we're holding an Investors Chronicle roadshow. So here, savers and investors, rather than Chelsea and Man United fans, have gathered to listen to the latest views of a panel of expert speakers. So in today's programme, we're going to look at some of the investment questions that have been on all of their minds. Coming up, when interest rates rise, why do savings rates lag so far behind? And if you've invested in individual savings accounts in the past 10 years, how much should your investment have grown? And if you're looking for income, after this week's interest rate rise, are the yields from bond funds and commercial property funds still attractive? Do remember that you can send in your own financial questions for us to answer by emailing us at ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. But first, this week's money news, which has been dominated by a quarter-point rise in interest rates. We start with the reaction of delegates at our roadshow, and we then ask David Jones of CMC Markets to tell us how it affects our investments going forward. How do you feel about the market after today's interest rate rise? I think that the market is stable because everybody was predicting the rate rise. I think it will have very little effect. I think that was priced into the market. I think we've really got to see from here whether earnings continue to rise. I still feel bullish about it. I think uh, in the long term it's going to go up. We may have a few ups and downs as we have in the past few months. We haven't quite seen the back of inflation yet. I think there could be some surprises through. A lot depends on the oil price, for instance. It seems to be going up and up again. I think the interest rate rise is priced in, but with the continual rise that we've seen over the last three years, I think that the market is heading for some sort of fall in the near future, whether it'll be a, a, just a correction or a sideways trade or uh, a larger fall um, remains to be seen. How do you feel about the state of the, of the market, given the interest rate rise today? Uh, I'm still very confident that it will rise in the short term. So, David, how do you think today's quarter-point rise in interest rates is going to affect markets in general? 
I think if you look at the market reaction, and the market was expecting this, and it's been a fairly muted reaction by the indices and, of course, individual stocks. The big question then going forward for interest rates in the UK, anyway, is where do they go next? Then we are expecting probably another quarter point rise in the months to come but the market is shrugging it off and you know, we've seen inflation at these sort of levels for a number of months and it's not really what's powering the market at the moment so I think barring an absolute shock like a significant rate rise we don't have to worry about them too much in the short to medium term. What do you see actually powering the markets right now? Obviously, in London, M&A activity you know, is, is still a big deal. Over the last couple of days, we've seen um, the mining sector under focus. And again, today, um, we've seen property stocks in London stronger. So I think really that's what the market is focusing on. And there seems to be no end of bid speculation week in, week out. And then going forward from that, I think it's going to be exchange rates. It's going to be pound versus US dollar, where we go from there, that maybe the market's going to have to worry about. That was David Jones of CMC Markets and several of the Savers Investors at the Investors Chronicle Roadshow. Still to come in the programme, how does your ISA grow? Has it kept pace with the best tax-efficient investments? And what's happening to income yields on bond funds and commercial property funds? But first, as the Bank of England raises interest rates by another quarter percent, Savers should be looking forward to better returns on their deposit accounts. So why are so many savers having to put up with low rates from bank and building society laggards? Richard Anderson asked Andrew Hagger from Money Facts who's paying the best rates and who's still lagging way behind. I think what we tend to find is a lot of the banks and building societies have one or possibly two sort of market-leading accounts which they position in best buy charts and they always ensure that those accounts get the full quarter percent passed on to them. There may be some sort of more traditional branch-based accounts that are not marketed so heavily that actually perhaps only get 0.15 or 0.2 passed on to them. Right. And do those changes come online straight away? I mean, can we expect to see changes today or tomorrow because of the, the announcement today? In, in some instances, yes. I mean, we've already had a couple of notifications already. Capital One and Heritable Bank have said that they're going to increase their rates. In, in the main, everyone will find their rates will have been increased within a month is what we normally find. Okay. And what kind of rates are we talking about here? I know with inflation pushing 5%, basic rate taxpayers, as I understand it, need to be getting around 6% with high-rate tax payers getting 8% just to keep the value of their money. So what actually are the best rates around at the moment? Your first port of call, really, if you haven't um, done so, is to, is to look for a, a mini-cash ISA. And as at last night, Egg was paying 6.05, and you know we fully expect that to, to increase to 6.3, although we haven't had confirmation of that yet. If you're looking away from tax-free savings, on fixed-rate savings accounts, the Halifax is offering 6.26 on a one-year bond, and Stroud and Swindon 6.25 on a similar deal. Then if you look at, say, internet instant access accounts, I say we're paying 5.7 at the top of the table. And again, then we expect that to go to 5.95, but we're still waiting on that one. And if people like the sound of these rates that you're quoting and, and are looking at the rates they're getting and realising that they're, they're not getting anything like that, yeah, the best thing to do is either, either check out the Best Buy tables in, in the press or if you come to sites like www.moneyfacts.co.uk, then there's a, a full set of Best Buy tables on a range of savings products. Or alternatively, you can actually do a search yourself and put in your own criteria and try and come up with something that suits your own personal finance requirements. There are one or two deals out there at the moment where um, you may be offered something like 12% for a regular saver account. Sounds great in the current climate. But if you look behind the small print, you may have to transfer your current account to get that. And you may only be allowed to make a limited payment into that account each month. So there are terms and conditions you need to, to watch out for. 
For full details of the best savings rates, visit www.ft.com forward slash money. Coming up, what's been happening to yields on bond funds and commercial property funds? Before that, it's now the 10th birthday of individual savings accounts, or ISAs. So do you find yourself gazing at your ISA dotingly and saying, my, haven't you grown? Or are you really rather disappointed at how your ISA has turned out? Steve Lodge went to ask Justin Modray of independent advice firm Best Invest, what's reasonable to expect? It's actually been pretty encouraging. And had you put, for example, £7,000 in a, a tracker ISA, at the outset, it'd be worth about £10,000 now. So actually, you know, pretty good returns. Bearing in mind, the market actually fell between 2000 and 2003 quite heavily. Now, even more encouraging, had you actually put in the full 7000 allowance throughout, um, you'd have about £85,000 now, again, assuming you're in a tracker. Wow. Um, and of course, you know, you may have actually done somewhat better than that had you picked some very sexy funds or, or shares. What about those really sexy investment calls then? And equally, what about those dogs that you like to talk about so much? Sure. Um, well, on the plus side, um, the commodities sector and emerging markets have both been really strong, particularly commodities in recent years. And again, had you put some money in there maybe four years ago, you'd be looking at maybe three or four, even five times your initial investment. So you know, really good, strong, stellar returns. Um, on the downside, of course, there have been some dog sectors, probably the biggest being technology. And again, technology boomed when ISIS first commenced in April '99, started crashing about a year later. Lots of investors got caught short, and had you put 7,000 in at the heights of, say, 2,000, you'd be lucky to have maybe half that now, and in some cases probably even less so it really has hurt investors. Even in some of the more mainstream sectors, UK, while funds have generally done very well, there are some managers who have been dogs, done quite badly. And while they probably haven't lost money, they certainly haven't made much for investors either. So you do need to pick quite carefully. And what about this view that the tax breaks just aren't worth the trouble anymore with ISAs? Well, I tend to disagree with that. And there's no doubt as a basic rate taxpayer, Gordon Brown's made equities quite unattractive because you don't save tax on dividends anymore. But if you hold cash and bonds, you still save tax. And high rate taxpayers also say, paying a further tax on dividends. So, so it is worthwhile, and, and particularly even if you're not saving money now, it may be if you hold ISIS for another 20, 30 years. And let's not forget the government's basically committed to doing that. So they've said the ISIS will be here long term, so you can treat them as another form of pension. And you're likely to save tax at some stage, even if not on income, but certainly capital gains. And what about the advice for investors now? I mean, today we've just had a base rate rise. Equally on the stock market side, we're at all-time highs, or not, rather not all-time highs, we're at historic sure. highs, sure. and many people are concerned that we're just heading for another crash. Um, there's a lot of mixed thoughts at the moment, and I've got to say cash looks quite attractive. I mean, with base rate at 55 if you shop around, you can probably get cash ice as well in excess of 6% now. Having said that, um, it's notoriously difficult to call markets, and if you've got a lump sum and you're fairly neutral or even positive going forwards... You know, I would suggest you're probably better off going in rather than waiting. If you are quite nervous but are happy to stomach some market risk, then maybe month, you know, save on a monthly basis. It does help to even out some of the ups and downs. Um, long term, it doesn't seem to make much difference whether you save on a monthly or, or lump sum basis, um, but it can give you some peace of mind in the short term. That was Steve Lodge talking to Justin Modray of independent advice firm Best Invest. For a buyer's guide to ISAs, go to www.investorschronicle.co.uk. And finally today, it's time for Your Money and Your Life, the part of the programme where financial planning questions are answered by our team of experts. This week, we're tackling a problem that's faced by many investors looking to supplement their income. Where do you find an investment paying a decent yield? Bond funds and commercial property funds used to provide a decent payout, but now that interest rates have risen, is that still the case? John McLeod spoke to Mark Dampier of broker Hargreaves Lansdowne. 
Well, I think today's rate rise will actually be already in the price of, of the bond market. Every commentator around the country knew that the Bank of England was going to raise interest rates, so the market knew already in advance. So to be fair on bonds, by and large, it's already priced in. I don't think bonds are terribly attractive right now because the long end of the bond market, the 30-year bonds are yielding about 47 there's probably more attraction at the shorter end and the medium end, which is yielding a bit over 5%. But then, of course, that rather depends on your perceptions of where interest rates are going to go and whether this is the peak or whether we should see another number of rises. So if you're holding them as part of a, a portfolio where you're trying to dampen down volatility, then that's fine, up to an extent. But actually, gilts have, have fallen, I think, about in the last six months, probably about 6 or 7%. So they've hardly been especially good. And I think we're in an environment where inflation is relatively high or high compared to what we've seen over the last few years. So I don't see a tremendous amount of absolute value in bonds at this present time. And I think we need to see the inflation figures start to come down. Now, that may well happen in the summer. Um, but the real problem is that core inflation is quite high as well. And I think there is a danger that the Bank of England is basically behind the curve. In other words, it should have put interest rates up quicker, sooner. And I would have preferred to have actually seen a half percent rise today. I think central banks should be able to surprise the market from time to time, rather than the market more or less knowing what the result of the central bank meeting is before it's actually been announced. I have to say in the funds that I've looked at, looking at the Unit Trust, Norwich Union and Newstar, I don't see any evidence in their own numbers to see any evidence of rises in, the, in actual income. So where the rental increases are going, I don't know. But against equity income funds, UK equity income funds investing in shares, it strikes me that they're far, far better than, than looking at just commercial property, which in the UK anyway, to me, and I admit I've been saying this for three years and have been wrong, but looks to me to be a fully priced asset class. The idea that if the economy suddenly started to falter, that commercial property and indeed residential property is, is a diversifier, I think is actually completely wrong. All that happens is the valuations tend to be slower to react than, than equities, but they can still fall. And the danger is you get locked in, especially to an open-ended fund, where if people do start to run for the exit, you can't all get out because you've got to sell property to eventually find redemption. So I wouldn't be a buyer right now. And I'd certainly, if you've been one of the wise people and been in for 10 years or so, then I think you should take some profits and pat yourself on the back for, for doing so well initially. To find out more about income funds, visit www.investorschronicle.co.uk. And that's all for this week's FT Money Show. Do remember that you can email your views and your questions to ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. And we'll be back with another financial lowdown in downloadable form next week. Until then, it's goodbye from me, the FT Money Show team, and our podcast producers, Blue Barracuda. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.